Welcome listeners, I'm Stephen, your host and proud dad myself, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to Dads, Papas and Father Figures, the show that honours the best title a man can get. Whether you're a new dad finding your feet, a veteran papa reflecting on hectic memories, or a working father just looking for relatable sanity in a world of paternal madness, this podcast is for you. Each episode will bring you a personal interview with a dad willing to share his proudest wins, epic failures, and the home truths that hit when you have children. So grab a coffee, start your engine, and let's embark on this life sentence together. Welcome to Dads, Papas, and Father Figs. irony being that you're doing a podcast which is taking you away from being a dad yeah <laughs> i'm not doing bedtime because that's why i said i'd do it <laughs> I'm busy i'm busy go to bed mm. <laughs> the idea behind this podcast is i want to get people from life i was about to say average dads <laughs> bang average dads bang average. i'm literally called joe i'm an average joe <laughs> average joe. <laughs> i just wanted to get the most average dad bod dad <laughs> jokes about five out of ten for looks. And I thought Joe McCabe, ideal. To be honest, I honestly think this is unfair because, like I say, this podcast is meant to represent all different sort of dads. And the plan is clear that we're going to get different dads from all sorts of walks of life and different dynamics. But actually, I would say we're starting pretty high with Joe. Stop it. This is no Ish. normal dad. So what is your family dynamic? How many children do you have? So I married my beautiful wife uh, coming up to seven years ago, my lovely wife, Veronica. Um, getting that in there because I know she'll <laughs> listen to this. Um, so um, you might hear me drop lots of compliments throughout this to her. And that's, that is because they're all true, but I also know she'll be listening to this. Seven minutes ago, you were saying all sorts of things. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, But no, we have Noah, who is five years old, and we have Benjamin, who is one and a half. Mm -hmm. So that's it, there's the four of us. It's it's currently having one toddler running around, one who's just navigating through reception class, and we've had a sports day today. And I'm coming here on the back of one of those days where <laughs> um, I think if this had been another day, I would have been like probably getting emotional, talking about how amazing I love my boys. And honestly, that just made me so happy. But it's been one of those days. So I kind of hope I don't come across too negative on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, they ruined it. Because, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, so when they listen to this, listen back in 20 years, you go, yeah. did you like us? You go, not that day. Yeah. Oh, I liked one of years. Yeah. Uh, but there was one of years that I wasn't a fan of today. <laughs> I was like, I hope I don't come on this podcast and be like, uh, it's rubbish. Kids are rubbish. Don't do it. This is actually a warning podcast yeah. to try and... It's going to be the a big, massive yeah. uh, half hour... You can buy condoms in Poundland. Audio version of contraception. <laughs> Disclaimer, I do absolutely love them so much. How would you describe becoming a dad has changed your perspective on life? Oh, I think it's changed my perspective in the sense that you consider or dwell on things that you perhaps didn't before you had kids. So, <laughs> for example, <laughs> like, this sounds so, like, morbid, <laughs> but, like, death. Like, yes. I was never that bothered when I died or anything like that when I was younger because I was just like, I don't know, you just, I, it, it doesn't really cross your mind. Mm-hmm. But I've suddenly realised 
having two children, I'm slightly concerned about when I'm going to die. I'm worried about you too. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife is convinced I'm going to have an early death. So she's constantly, because I'm also diabetic, so she's constantly testing my blood and looking after me. And she does, she is amazing, to be fair. There was one of those. There's number two. There's number two. Beautiful Um, and amazing. We're doing good. (laughs) Yeah. So I do think about that because I, I, as well as being a teacher, I'm also a part-time wedding videographer. So I do a lot of weddings. And hear a lot of speeches of people talking about their dads and not being there to walk them down the aisle and stuff. And, you know, life does go very fast. Like, I find it mental that I'm a dad and that I'm not just a dad, but I'm 33 years old. I have a job, I have a house. And I'm thinking, I'm sure, like, I should still be in sixth form or, like, going clubbing or something like that. So time goes so fast. And you just think, like, I don't want to miss those things. Like, I don't want to miss Noah or Benjamin getting married or anything like that. I think as well, also, it puts things into perspective a bit as much in the sense that at work, I've always been very passionate about my job. I work with children with learning difficulties, and I've always loved it. But I think my passion for that is still there, but it's definitely retracted somewhat. Um, because it's, you know, before we had kids, myself and my wife, who are both teachers... We'd both stay at work until the caretaker kicked us out, basically. Yeah, it's it's not that it's not that you've like lost love for the job of what you do. It's it could be any job, and mm. suddenly the job doesn't become the most important driving factor. Like you yeah. don't that isn't the thing that takes precedent in your life anymore. Whereas when you don't have kids, yeah, it's it's a thing that you can p- afford to put a lot of energy into. Yeah, not that yeah. you're not, huh? but you know you could be doing any other different job and go. Actually, this can't take a hundred percent of my focus anymore. Because I've got to save some of this for, yeah. for being at home as well. And like, I think it's funny because like, I'm like, do I, do I want to stay here and do all this these things, or do I want to go home and you know wrestle with my son or play Lego with my son? And don't get me wrong, sometimes the thought of that is a lot better than the actual <laughs> activity mm-hmm. of doing it. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, it get, being a dad is hard, <laughs> and when they're not in the right mood. But nine times out of ten, yeah, you think I would, I would like you know, your, your passion for work does die down a little bit because you you want to be with your kids and you you know it's it's, it's when my, my little boy Noah he always says daddy will you play with me and when you hear those words like you're like oh, of course I will yeah, like, it's you a, can't it not <laughs> yeah Leah does that and it is amazing but at the same time it then gives me like a pang of guilt that maybe mm. I haven't been and that he feels the need to ask and I'm like ah is that is yeah. that a failure right there <laughs> like, I, like I, I have this moment sometimes where I'm driving home from work and I feel the need to like and I'm trying to get better at this recently where I feel I need to have a word with myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like driving home and I'll not listen to a podcast or the radio or something. And I'll try and say, come on. Now, when you get in, hit the reset. Doesn't matter how your day has been. You need to get in and enjoy mm-hmm. like your family and your kids. And then, like you say, you start off with really good intentions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes within about 10 minutes, you're like, this is crazy. This house is crazy. Like, yeah. like everything's going wrong immediately. Absolutely, and it's something that's going to be difficult to for that line to, because I think sometimes my little boy Noah, uh, you know, it's so easy just to be too soft with them, because you love them so much, and you know, like Noah's quite clever. If he wants a biscuit or something, he'll go, he'll whisper me, whisper me, and go, Daddy, I have an idea. And you go, what? He goes, why don't, don't tell mommy, we'll both get a biscuit. <laughs> and part of me sometimes I go, yeah, yeah, let's do that. But then I'm like, oh, no, hang on, no, we shouldn't, <laughs> A, I shouldn't be teaching you to lie to your mother, um, but then B, uh, you've had about 10 biscuits already. Um, yeah, you, 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 you're accountable as well, yeah. not just not just to a partner, because 
you know, you're, you're always certainly, I think, in a healthy relationship, a little bit accountable to each mm-hmm. other in that, you know, you, you tell each other where you are or anything like that. Or you, or you yeah. like, you like make sure you're both okay. But Although you say that, you tell each other where we are. <laughs> so my <laughs> okay. wife, we had a bit of a thing the other week, actually, because <laughs> she... You remember uh, Beautiful and what was the second one? Amazing. I think I just Beautiful said and amazing. General amaz- generally amazing. Okay, good. So my wife is so lovely and caring, okay, which is why I'm telling this story. Um... <laughs> But she'll do a thing where if she picks both boys up, which she does quite often, I'm driving home, she'll ring me. And <laughs> I'll answer. And she'll go, where are you? And I'll say, I'm on the A1, 10 minutes away. And she goes, all oh, right, okay. Right, well, just because I can't get anything done with the boys uh, while the boys are here, I can't make the tea, I can't do anything because I've got both of them here. And I'm always like, well, oh, now the A1 will just, the traffic will move and like the Red Sea and I'll get home. Like, Telling me that is not going to make me get there any faster. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'll be home when I am. Five minutes later, where are you now? And I'm like, I'm five minutes away from where you called me last time. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I, I she'll be like, don't get snappy because I can't get anything done. <laughs> well, with with you not here because the boys are run around. I'm trying to cook tea, and I'm like, why are you calling me so the other week? I kind of told her this in a jovial <laughs> sense, and bless her. Uh, the next day, I was home quite late, and I'm thinking, oh, she hasn't called me. And when I got home, the first thing she said to me was, um, I've tried so hard not to call you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you do always have to tell your wife where you are, but, you know, sometimes it is a bit annoying <laughs> when they ring you all the time. Uh, when they know, but I think what annoys me is they, she knows where I am. It's not like I'm going to go, you won't believe this. I am. <laughs> I crashed. I'm in Liverpool. I've just ended up and, like, I just flipped. And, I, I like, I'm glad you rang because I didn't know how else I was going to tell you. She only does that because she's so caring and loving and beautiful and got a kind heart. Nice. So question three. Women, eh? Am I <laughs> Do right? Do we need them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not a question. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, we do need them, by the way. We do, yeah. Definitely. We um, couldn't father without them. I don't just mean biologically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would struggle without my lovely wife. No, seriously. Uh, question three is, uh, what parenting myth or you know ideology absolutely boils your piss? So, Steve kindly sent me the questions beforehand, and I kind of briefly looked at them, and I thought I won't dwell on them too much. But this is one of the ones that <laughs> I genuinely didn't dwell on, but so many things came to my mind. You were straight in, like... Oh, Steve. More so than how life changes your perspective. You went, I'm in. I yeah. am in. Because, and I think... It's not even that there's so many specific things. Like, one thing I, I hated before ch- children were even born, um, when Veronica was pregnant, I hated when people would say, well, because you'd, you'd, you'd obviously naturally be excited. So you'd say, I can't wait till the baby's here. And people would say, oh, well, you know, make the uh, make the most of sleep while you can and make the most of it. That used to annoy me because it's like, how can you go, right, I'm going to have a good sleep tonight because I'll have a bit... No, because that doesn't stop you being excited. You're still excited. At that moment in time, you want the baby there, so you don't really care about sleep. <laughs> yes, you do have a baby, and lo and behold, you lose some sleep, but you don't go, oh, I'm so glad I had that sleep uh, a few months back. I banked it. Oh, that was a good one, because you still feel tired. If anything, it makes you more annoyed, because you're like, oh, I wish I had some of that sleep back. So that annoys me. The other thing as well I was thinking was, um, so when I was younger... Uh, like, you know, I, I remember getting shouted at and things yeah, yeah. like by my dad or something like that. And 
but I was never like afraid of my dad or anything like that. Like I never felt scared yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything. Like that. And I think that's a really good thing because um, I never ever would want Leo to like feel scared of us or anything yeah. like that. But I was thinking back to when, <laughs> like, I was thinking because also like I'd never ever want to lay a finger on Leo. Like I'd never want to uh-huh. clip him or anything like that because I just think again I don't want Leo to be scared of me. I don't want him to grow up with some sort of fear of this person that might clip us or something like that. But I wanted to tell you about the the memory when I remember getting clipped. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when, and I totally deserved it. So, but again, never, never. And don't it, but, believe that for a second. But it didn't make me like ever have any fear. And it wasn't my dad. It was me mum. Because <laughs> I... Uh, Your mum clipped you? Yeah. But Actually, for, that doesn't surprise me either. Like, I deserved it. I totally <laughs> deserved it. So what happened was um, I was quite young and me brother was being an older brother and just winding me up. Yeah, yeah. I think he wasn't putting on the messing around with the TV on purpose. He picking any channel, but the one that we might both want to watch, you know, and he d- used to do this quite a lot. He's got format. He, he, he wants both my older brother and him wanted a massive fight because my oldest brother wanted to play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Pretty normal thing for like three lads to want to play on and uh, just to be a dick. John was like, yeah, I want to watch the tweenies. <laughs> and it ended up in like a fist fight in the living room and uh but no another time <laughs> he was under a very similar sort of attitude where he was just being awkward yeah. and i um i called him a fat c word never yeah didn't didn't quite understand john. yeah yeah. By the way, if you don't know what John looks like, the image of him watch, watching the tweenies is a hilarious image. Yeah, he's not. He, d- he doesn't look like someone who's going to watch the tweenies at all. No. <laughs> he's he's like a broad, like, stocky Younger lad. Phil Mitchell. <laughs> a slightly more but handsome... But nicer personality, though. Slightly more handsome Wayne Rooney. Like, something like that. <laughs> no, he's a lovely guy. He's, and actually, he's very handsome. To be very honest, handsome. I think he's actually turned out to be the best-looking brother of the three because uh, he, he looks after himself more than me and the other brother. Um but no, so he um, he was being really awkward, and I just flippantly called him a fat c word. I don't even want to say it. Not not on the podcast. Uh, not one about fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, and so I dropped that bomb quite loudly, shouted yeah. it at him. Um, I got. <laughs> I barely remember leaving the seat and being in my bedroom, but I made my way up the stairs with my mum's help. And I don't think my feet touched the stairs because she was hitting me that hard on the ass getting me up the stairs. Like, I think I just floated <laughs> in midair as she belted me up the stairs because yeah. she was so angry. Because that is, well, I think for a lot of mums, but that's right up there. Like, that is her worst, <laughs> the worst word. And she heard her youngest son shout it to the other kid. And yeah. then, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember touching the carpet, leaving the living room. I think it's I just even more horrible ended up in bed. By adding the word fat before it. <laughs> Like it's, a na- it's a horrible word anyway, but just having that bit, those three letters before it makes But it I didn't even understand, more. so as I was getting belted, as well, I was going, ah, ah, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> but he is though, what? <laughs> He's not. He's really not. He's a lovely guy. Tell me about a time that you absolutely smashed fatherhood. Oh, do you know what it is? Again, this is actually probably the question that I struggled with the most. Because I, I couldn't think of a time, or certainly not one that Noah's appreciated or Benjamin. Because um, I think you do do things, something, and then you go like, oh, "I absolutely smashed that." But they don't turn around and go, "Well done, Daddy. That was good parenting, right there." <laughs> However, there was one thing I did, but it came probably out of bad parenting, um, and it was just a simple one. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those like videos on YouTube of like 
two minutes of dads being heroes, where they're like catching the child or stopping something falling on the child. Well, I kind of did that, but it was kind of my fault that Noah fell. Um, so Noah was a baby on my shoulders, and he was probably too young to be on my shoulders, mm-hmm. but I was just making mucking on. I put him on my shoulders, and then he fell back, and I literally stuck one arm out, and I caught him like behind, on the arm, behind my back. And Veronica saw the whole thing happened, and she was like, do you know, like, there's, there's a silence, but you can tell she's furious. It was like that. But part of me was like, oh, I wish someone had that on camera. Because he literally <laughs> did a backflip off, and I caught him, and then, like, swung him back around. I was like, I don't even know how I've done that. So that's probably not great in terms of, like, you know, giving advice to people. Saying, like, yeah. Like, catch them. Catch them. Like, you've got to subtly make them fall first in order to make yourself look like the hero. Yeah. Um, that's not good advice. Um but no, I genuinely can't think. I think overall, I think I'm just a generally a good dad. Um, I, I I agree with that. I think you're a very good dad. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. I, I know you are. But but, but what about like a day maybe that like a day that just was it was it was was an amazing moment like a day where as in I'm smashing fatherhood in that this is just a day that we'll never forget. So you no, know it's funny because before we start recording, we we're talking about how. Um, I basically have a little website uh, for my family where every time we have like a significant day or a birthday, I'll make a little video of it just on my phone, edit the footage together, and then it's on this website. So at any point, any of my family members can go on this website and they'll see a list of all the films that we've made. And it's usually something like Noah's first birthday or um, Noah's sports day or something like that. Just little things like that. Um but when we had lots of snow recently, um, I remember, I think it was on a school holiday, it must have been, it must have been like February half term or something, there was loads of snow. And I remember thinking, oh, I'll take the boys in the garden, because one of the p- weird benefits of our garden is it's really big, but it's it's on a, like, a, not quite a 45 degree angle, but it's on quite an angle. Um, so you can sledge in the back of our garden, which is perfect for like toddler age. So... Yeah, I any any sort of sliding down or biking down or... Yeah. It's a- perfect, yeah. Absolutely ideal. A bit scary when they go running full belt and you realise, actually, because there's a drop at the end of it. So it can be a bit scary as well. Um, but as long as you put safe things in place. So I remember taking them out and thinking, do you know what, I'm going to get them all wrapped up. We're going to do this. And Veronica, I think it must have been her turn for lying, because that's what we do. We have turns for lions. Um, so by the time she got up in the morning, the boys were all dressed appropriately and we're just having this wonderful time. And then Benjamin had to go for his nap. And then across the road, there's this big farm. That's got an even bigger hill, which you've joined us before. Steve. Yes, we took and, Leo. and and where Joe lives, um, you get pretty decent snow. Like, yeah, like if it's not that good here in Newcastle, I'll like consider driving towards your house because it's so much better. Yeah, so I live in a place called Stanley, and I work in Gator, and I've driven to work before with snow on my car, and people have been like, "Eh, is that like one <laughs> guy said, is that real?" And I was like, "Yes, it is real." So I've done fake snow on my car for the crack. Um, so someone's, you're right, it is snowy where I'm going to get to work and it's absolutely dry as a bone. Um, but then me and Noah went this hill and it was just the two of us because it was kind of when snow was, it, would, it had loads of snow but it was kind of melting. So we had this whole hill to ourselves. And I made so many videos of me and Noah going up and down. And I remember just thinking, that's a good day because they're memories that, you know, in years to come we will well, remember and Noah was thinking about when he went sledging with his dad and stuff. But as I said, I did record a few of them and I edited them together we put it on this website and I do like looking at that video in particular because a lot of the videos I put on there are as say significant days like christenings or parties or whatever um, but that wasn't really a significant day as such it was just kind of like a um, just hanging out 
I think I've called the video Fun in the Snow. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just about three or four minutes of me, Noah, and Benjamin to start with. Um, just going down millions of times, but like seeing the joy on the faces. Then And this hill, like, I can't emphasize how big this hill is. But it doesn't really go anywhere. It just kind of flattens out. So it is it's predominantly it, safe. No, it's perfect for sledding. Cause, yeah. Because uh, it's not too steep that you... It's going to feel dreadful walking back up either. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's worth the walk up because of... You go down and uh, you've you, got about you 30 seconds of ride, I'd say, before you stop. Yeah, and you build so up pace. Even though it doesn't yeah. look too steep, uh-huh. you build up pace quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. When it comes to those sort of days as well that like become an ad hoc day that ends up being mm. such an, a, a poignant one, yeah. I think they sometimes mean a little bit more because like, if I take Leo to Diggerland or something, yeah. we need to go to Diggerland, by the way. I've never been. I would. I know. I know. I know and and I really class. want to take you. Um, we need to. We need to measure Noah and work out if he's <laughs> tall enough. Because I think he's tall enough now to go on most of the yeah. rides. A shout out to Diggerland. I'll, I'll tag them in this because yeah. oh, I think Diggerland is tractors. fantastic. And I, I actually took the mick out of it years and years ago. I, uh, I had an ex girlfriend that went on a, a hen do there, and <gasps> I was like, "That's a, weird. a hen do." Yeah, I know. Well, exactly. So at the time, she told me this, and I said, "That is a weird." That is weird. Why would you want to go to that place? All you do is drive diggers and stuff. Yeah. And then now as an adult, especially with kids as well, I went. It's incredible. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Good for a Hindu? Yeah. Yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. I'd, I'd go on my stag do if I could t- turn back time. Because <laughs> <laughs> next thing you look over and you see your child fully just using a digger. Just like, like and not a little digger, like an industrial-sized massive digger. And they're just digging up some soil. And it's like they're over the moon in the best of course. Best mood of life. Yeah, biggest toy ever. But no, what I was going to say was, that's a given. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's an easy win. Because uh, if I pay for Diggerland and we go, 100% that's going to be an amazing day. <laughs> and and that's an easy win, I'd say. But sometimes the, like, the really special days are those ones where you weren't planning mm-hmm. for it to be a, an epic sort of memorable day. <laughs> you were yeah, just going to yeah. try and get through the day. And then something happens where you end up having like this just awesome time together. Quite often it's the ones, the days that are free, yeah. where the thing you're doing is... You know, maybe it's just playing with toys or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know we've had ones where one time Leo went through a stage where he was just a little bit obsessed with the bus. Like, loved, oh, really? loved going on the bus. Yeah, like, that yeah. was just a great fun. And that was always the easiest way to get into Newcastle. And um, so one day, rather than it being... We lived quite close to the city centre at that point, so we would be in town within 10 minutes. And I th- he was always gutted that we were getting off the bus. Uh-huh. So one time we just paid and just stayed on it. And we just Aww. we just went all the way through through town, all the way to Killingworth. <laughs> and then then it does a Yui and I was like, oh, I now know where the end of the line is. Yeah. And then it came all the way back. And he was buzzing because we were sat at the top deck looking out the front. And That's quite a good life hack, that. Oh, it was like a free, it was a five pound ride or whatever. Yeah. And he was over the moon with it. Um, fair, we've done a similar thing at uh, South Shields um, Ferry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can get the ferry across. There's a really nice cheap Italian on the other side. So we go get lunch and we come back and it's only a seven minute ferry or something. But to to Noah or to the kids, it's like going on a massive boat and like a bit of adventure. But what I was going to say is, there's uh, in terms of Neil and parenthood, one thing you do very regularly, and I always think I need to do that because I do think he's nailing fatherhood every time you do it. Is I'm so I'm so whenever curious. we me and my wife, I don't know if it's because we're usually late for things. We're usually just running out the door and just grab things. She's a little bit Veronica's better at me at remembering certain things. Like she'll often say, "Let's bring his bike. Let's bring a scooter." But the amount of times we've gone somewhere and you've just pulled out a bag that's got like that kicking rocket thing that you have or <laughs> b- bubbles, and I'm always like, "That is such a genius idea!" In like, yeah, 
Well, there you problem. go. There's some advice that Joe's that Joe's given away to yeah. bring things, bring lots of of accessories and toys and stuff. Do you know what? I want to I want to remember to do that more because I think yeah. I think I probably got a little bit lazier recently when he's like just like you know just play on my switch. Can you tell me about a time that you failed fatherhood? Oh uh, <laughs> yes, uh, loads. I remember the first time I told him off when he was two years old. I can't remember what he was doing, but I just remember. Like, I sat him on the sofa. I took something. I did. I can't remember what he had done, but I remember the way I felt afterwards. And I put him on the sofa. And I, I think the problem with me, my wife's told me this for, I've got a bit of a deep voice. So I don't often think I'm shouting or don't think I'm talking loud. And she'll tell me, you are. Um, like, so I think I must have, in my head, I wasn't shouting, but I think I must have scared him or my voice, deep voice must have given him a shock or something. Yeah. And again, I remember sitting him on the the sofa saying whatever I said and again he did this thing where oh it brought me heart it looked like he was trying not to cry which made it all the more <laughs> heartbreaking because <laughs> it was like his eyes went really wide his chin started to wobble as if like he was like I'll keep it in don't cry don't cry and then all of a sudden oh, I remember it one it was like a film one solitary tear fell down his cheek whilst his face was still in like, like a non-crying like pose. Like a Hollywood actress. Or yeah. <laughs> so he, he didn't have like, you know, kids burst up crying, their face creases up and stuff. He wasn't like that. He looked relatively like um, poker face and one solitary tear fell down his face. And I went, oh, come here, give me a cuddle. And once I said that, he just burst into tears. I felt like I failed with parenthood then because whatever I'd, I'd done or whatever, I think I'd, Probably just, I probably dove in there a bit too fast. So again, to anyone listening, I, it, it's easy to say this, but when you're tired and whatnot, but that can have an effect on you. But yeah, don't dive in too fast. It's it's so hard to do though. It's so hard to do in the moment, and yeah. and sometimes you do have a bit, a little bit of regret. Um, it, there's nothing better than when you do manage to do it, where you go, do you know what? This isn't this isn't a battle that I need to have. Yeah. It's really hard to do though, and I think that takes practice of over a long time. And I had a similar one where um, uh, Leo woke up one morning coughing and he, he, he didn't seem great. We were like, we're probably going to have to keep him off school. He, he just didn't seem himself. It was probably just night time. Like, he just was groggy or whatever because uh, I, I had to phone in and say, I won't be able to come into work today. And by 10 o'clock, bouncing. Absolutely fine. Oh, <laughs> Full of beans. And I was like, <laughs> and I was fuming because I was like, right, I'm ranging sick now. Yeah. <laughs> and you are fine and just loving life and just enjoying playing in the living house. Living his best life. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was livid. And uh, so I done stupidly decided, do you know what? I'm going to make the most of this. So Leo was afraid of getting his hair cut for ages and his hair was getting pretty decent. Yeah, it did get quite long, didn't it? Yeah, he, I liked it long. But it was cool. Like I look back at photos and I think he looks brilliant. He looks like someone from the eighties. And <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I it, I was like, this needs. We need to do something about this. Yeah, yeah. So I decided this was my opportunity. We, we've got a free day now that's been given to us because of him having this little cough that he doesn't yeah, no longer yeah. have. I'm I'm going to make this count. And I tried, <laughs> I tried to persuade him to let me cut his hair. Yeah, because I knew he wasn't going to the barbers. That wasn't going to happen, or the hairdressers, or whatever. That we already. <laughs> Sorry, I would love to have seen that because I'm just imagining Leo like in your kitchen was like I don't know a, a towel around his neck while you're trying because it was very long. Like I wouldn't know long. where to start with that hair. Oh, but I just thought anything is an improvement. Anything that takes length off it is is going to be fine. <laughs> and we didn't even get that far. I I discussed it with him, 
Of course. And he was already going, nah. How old was he? This is the stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like four or something. Uh, Way too young to, to go to the point that we did. So he <laughs> he's like four, got this long hair, and I'm and I'm saying, look, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm not I'm not giving him like options. I'm saying, by the way, I'm going to cut your hair. Dude. <laughs> so that's I, what's happening. Yeah, Deal with it. Yeah. So I pulled the mirror the off the fireplace and uh, like the biggest mirror we had, and I put it on the floor. I tried to set it up like a booth. <laughs> and, and like, I put one of his little baby like chairs at the front, and I was like, "Right, like one of those. What do you call them? Um, mobile hairdresser." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I was doing. Like, this is my living, and and I brought him in, and I was going, "Okay, sit there, and I'm going to start doing it." Well, he started kicking off massively. Never. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't dealing with it very well, and started getting a bit like barky, you know. Uh-huh. Again, I think I'm just being stern, but I'm probably being too loud, and. And not very kind and he starts shouting back and we're just in a shouting match with each other and it's not going well <laughs> and he i think is actually dealing with it better than me <laughs> i'm not dealing with it at all oh that's annoying when that happens yeah i'm not dealing with it at all i'm i'm getting really stressed out and i, I think what i feel guilty about in on reflection is it went on for too long it was almost like a two-hour standoff like it was yeah. huge and at one point I lied because <laughs> it, it went from being like annoyed at me and being upset to he was getting a little bit naughty. He was starting right. to be really naughty and, and like pushing it. So I got all of his monster trucks. You know this story. And I lined them up because he loves his little... He absolutely uh, loves his monster Monster trucks. Jam monster trucks. Um, the ones that are like five pounds each. And we've got quite a few <laughs> over the years. It's, we've got a decent collection now. Yeah. And I really love them as well. But I lined them all up and I went, you've been so naughty. I mean, you've been so naughty that you need to pick one because it's going in the bin. Oh, yeah. And the worst bit was he he, he, he smashed it because I said, "Right, pick one, pick one," because I'm I'm putting it in the bin. And he like confidently strolled over in his pants or whatever he was wearing at the time, <laughs> just picked one up. I, I forget which one, and just went, "Yeah, I don't even like this one," and shut it in the bin for me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's absolutely had you there. Yeah, yeah I, I had nothing. I had nothing to go with. And at this point, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't long after my wife came in from work and just saw this chaos and these two grumpy, <laughs> grumpy males in the house. And and I looked back and I, it was an absolute failure because he didn't deserve. He didn't deserve that that day. He didn't deserve me to be that harsh. Do you know what it is? Like we did some training at work where there were, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this as well. She, the person doing the training gave us some really interesting scientific info, which I am absolutely going to tear apart and butcher. But it was really interesting. And it was to do with uh, the development of children's brains and how at certain ages, like even till I think like two or three or four maybe, parts of their brain still haven't formed. And she was talking about different parts of what that means. And one of the parts that hadn't formed or whatever was to do with logic. So sometimes if you say to a child, if you do that, you get this or whatever, sometimes they just couldn't understand that. Yeah, there's so, a certain age where that is a fa- thankless task. Yeah, exactly. So I know like in the past we've said, oh, no, I'd do this because X, Y, Z, it hasn't meant anything. And it was quite interesting to think that like, you know, you, you often think of, because I hear sometimes do it when the boys were like baby, that like real baby, like young babies, where... You know, Benjamin would cry, but he'd throw his bottle out the pram, but then he'd want his bottle. And in your head, you're thinking like an adult, so you're going, well, why would you do that then? That was daft, wasn't that's it? Absolutely. So yeah. That was mental. Why did you throw your bottle of milk out the pram? There it is. Oh, you've done it again, have you? And now you're crying. Well, that's mad. And it's quite easy to accidentally have this adult brain, yeah. um, but you forget they're babies and they 
they can't talk, so they act in these like particular ways. They're really not thinking that far ahead either. Like no, they're, they're not. thinking in the moment and of course. I want to throw this right now. Actually yeah. I really want it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, I I think there's similar studies as well that talk about like at what level you can like so like how much you can sustain that moment of like time out or something as well and mm-hmm. and uh, I think better parents <laughs> would probably have like really looked into yeah. it and said okay this is they're at the stage where we can have a five minute time out I'm, I'm I haven't ever done that I've never done that I've never worked it out maybe you just sat down and said Leo tell me your feelings what's going on <laughs> and, and validated his feelings a little bit more Steve <laughs> <laughs> like I can see you're angry I can see you're angry you just put one of your monster trucks in the bin <laughs> you didn't like that one anyway. <laughs> what happened? Did you get it out of the bin or not? No, I got it out like a mug because I was like, well, I paid a fiver for that. <laughs> and I really like the collection, so I, I yeah. got it out there. What advice would you give to the dads out there, even if it's hypocritical advice, even if it's not advice that you always follow? Do you know what it is? I think, uh, I don't know if this is like um, a bit of a juxtaposition. But any advice you get, the irony of saying this, any advice you get, take with a pinch of salt. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was, we were given so much advice and don't do this and don't do it. And like, we've all got like colleagues or family or friends who want to tell you to do things. And that's because that's the way they did it. Okay. Just because they did it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Has anyone ever given advice? To say, do the exact opposite of what I did. <laughs> like, I don't think you get that, do you? You, you only get people giving you the advice that yeah. they possibly did and we think so and think it went well. Saying, well, you need to do this and you need to have the baby out of this the room at this age and you need to do this and you need to not do this because you're creating a rod for your own back. No, like we said before, each, I, you know, I've got two kids and as babies, they were both completely different. And... So I remember even with Leo, we used to obviously babysit Leo when he was baby, and it sounds daft, but one of the ways I used to get Leo to stop crying was there was a song. I know you just had like songs that you used to like, but there was one song I used to do with him sometimes, and he used to stop me from crying. And similarly, I had a song for Noah. Benjamin hates my singing with a passion. <laughs> um, and what's funny is Noah, like Veronica, my wife's got a beautiful voice, like classically trained and stuff, but he hated her singing. You know, he wanted he wanted Daddy's voice. So the point I'm getting at is there'll be certain there will be a time when a baby's teething or something and you're both up at half four in the morning wide awake thinking i've got work in like three hours and nothing you do will make that child stop crying however you'll persevere you'll try a million things and eventually you'll find something where you go all right it's starting to go down now and then next time you have a baby um that might be that might same thing might work or it might not okay but the thing is, I had so many pieces of advice from so many different people, and most of it is basically not people giving you advice. It's just telling you what worked for them. Yeah. So, if I could sum that all in a sentence, it's it's that. Yeah, people's a lot of people's advice is just telling you what worked for them, not what will work for you. There's no, as we said before, there's no textbook really in how to be a dad um, or a mother. Um, it's just you just work it out because you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, there's yeah. a child there you're not going to abandon them you're there's, not gonna there's, there's practical things that everyone's going to do exactly the same like how you change a nappy or how you do this but when it comes to actual the, mm-hmm. the methods you put in place for bedtime and mm-hmm. bath time and, and feeding them yeah. and dealing with tantrums and stuff like that it's going to be 
wildly different, even in the same household. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did get one bit. My wife actually got this bit of advice, and this I don't know if this is to do with either marriage or children, but I'll say it anyway. We haven't done this for a while, actually. But for a while, we did do it, and it actually, to be fair, did work. Me and my wife, we love each other a bit, but we do have a, we can have the odd argument, <laughs> the odd or bigger. Um, <laughs> usually, because she doesn't like it when I'm right. Um, I'm joking. I'm very never. I'm never right. Again, she's beautiful, amazing. She's beautiful, amazing. Beautiful she's always voice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she. It was a. <laughs> it sounds so corny. This and very. Do you know how I'm saying? I, I, I just not despise, but I don't like certain parents put things on social media and have these weird ways of thinking. You mentioned this will it. probably sound like I am one of them now when I say this bit of advice. But it was about speaking to your partner and saying what your expectations were for the day. Right, this is amazing. and that meant right. So she would say, "My expectations." I just can't imagine you two doing this. This is why it's amazing. It used to be quite. She'd go, "Well, my expectations, Joe, are that you're going to do the bag, and you're going to get the spare clothes out. My and I will make the pack lunch, and you'll do that." And I go, "Great," and that is good because sometimes I hate when my wife has a go at me for not doing something. And I go, "Well, I didn't know you didn't tell us you needed me to do it." So anyway, it did work. So she would say what her expectations were. My expectations of her were usually, "Well, I want to be out the house and in the car by 10 a.m." And we'll go, brilliant, now we know what each other wants from the day. And it did help, because then she would know that she had one job, and that was to make sure we're on time. I knew that I had my job, which was to make sure I do the things. So that might work as some piece of advice. I think I think um, that's pretty good. That's that's almost just like the advice of, of being a bit more transparent and honest. And Yeah, I, I, yeah I, actually. Because I, I, it's so easy. Sorry to interrupt you, Steve. No, no, flow, But I think it's so, it's, you know. It's that cliche thing. Kids don't fix marriages or relationships because I think no, they, they, they make it more difficult. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to have strategies in place to, to actually um, make time for yourselves and have date nights and don't be afraid to use babysitters. Um, and it is a thing, especially in my experience, mainly for mothers, they're more reluctant to use babysitters and stuff, I think, because they've obviously yeah. carried that baby for nine months and therefore they don't want to give it away even to... A closest, very close closest family, family yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think for dads, that can sometimes appear be hard because they're like, well, it's it's it's, all, it's I don't know. Not it's that it's in the, happened, it's in the but safest place. Yeah. Steel, like, you'd be fine. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have looked after our kids, but well, in theory, I'll use your name. We, as we, a, we don't need to mention how that went on one of them. Yeah, not an episode one. Um, yeah, that's a story. For one time, time, it didn't go to plan. Yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah, I'll, when, I, when I bring you back on, yeah, fell down the stairs. Anyway, um, uh. But yeah, so anyway, sorry, this is more advice for the dad. Don't be offended when, you know, your wife or partner says you, she doesn't want your family to look after the baby because she probably doesn't want her own family to look after the baby either. They, you know, they've carried that child for nine months and, yeah. In my they're just not there yet. They're just they're not, not there, there yet. That's absolutely fine. Long. We still haven't had an overnight stay away from Noah as a couple. We've done it individually. Mm. Like, I've been away from work and vice versa. But we haven't done it. I mean, I would do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Veronica's still not ready to do that yet. Um, it's tough as well. Like, I think we'd like, then we suddenly we all had lockdown and everyone's literally stuck together as well. Yeah. I can count on one hand now how many nights we've had completely away from Leo. And and I think we got to the point of being pretty comfortable with it as well. And, yeah. And now, I can't remember the last time. No, I think that's I think that's very good advice. There's something about the transparency between the two of you of, of setting some expectations. Because I've been that, like grumpy bastard before where i've not told Catherine in any way that you know it's normally it's normally that thing if i want to be on the road at 10 15 i want to be like i want to be on the way to the place so we can get yeah, there in good yeah. time i haven't mentioned this to her 
and she, and you know the morning is going as any morning would yeah. and getting ready and stuff and then suddenly I'm in the car behind the wheel in a right little fell <laughs> and she has no idea why and yeah. doesn't doesn't have any reason to suspect I made a little internal plan of how I thought it was going to go so there is something definitely in 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 setting that expectation early on yeah. with each other and saying right what what can I do to help you this is what I'd love and do you know what for all it sounds so corny we actually it was quite funny because I'm going to be a bit sarcastic with it so like it would be a bit like, well my expectation is you know that I'm also going to get me dinner on the <laughs> table <laughs> and then she would like look at me like don't push your luck um, yeah we used to do that with uh, we used to joke when we when we it's a bit like the parenting thing of yeah. I want to understand your feelings uh, we used to go actually I want to talk about my truths <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we'd decide to just say all the little things that annoyed us that day yeah. <laughs> but like slightly joking but slightly serious and go yeah well my truth is um, when you did this earlier at the park yeah that actually hurt my feelings <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah so ironically after giving those bits of advice the first bit is probably what's down by is take everyone's bits of advice um, with a pinch of salt because their bits of advice may have worked for them but it may not work for you just to round off I yep. thought it'd be nice just to end or I might slice this in the middle we'll, we'll decide if I learn how to edit properly dad jokes dad jokes no yes I know I do remember this one Oh, do you know what? It's quite funny, actually, because at work, we love sharing dad jokes. With so other dads. With other it? dads, yeah. 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 I mean, ironically, I mean... I mean, a dad joke is essentially just a silly joke that anyone can tell. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, like, we've got a group, <laughs> I work with some of my colleagues who've all got kids, called Dads, Dads, Dads. Yeah. Uh, instead of Lads, Lads, Lads. Dads, Dads, Dads. Um, and ironically, I, can't, I can only remember one joke, actually. I can't remember most of the ones. There were so many, like, good ones. <laughs> But one that I'm stealing from a good friend and technically, well, yeah, my boss, uh, one of my bosses, uh, Vinny, um, was, do you want the joke now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going in and then I thought, oh, actually, no, did he need to have a bit oh, more? Oh, you went in with such confidence. And uh, then I was. And no, then no, no. The longer it goes on, the, the worse this joke will be as well. Right. It's not worth the... I'm ready. Thing. Okay. <laughs> right. Why do the Teletubbies always go to the toilet together? Did the full thing? No, I, d- I don't know. Why did the Teletubbies always go to the toilet together? Because they've only got one tinky winky. <laughs> so I've got a few favourites that I'm going to use up on episode one and then I'll have to go digging for some other ones. My wife told me that I had to stop acting like a flamingo. Go on. Yeah, I had to put my foot down. <laughs> This is probably quite apt for me because my wife does tell me to exercise more. Um, which, obviously, is why I've started to do seven aside and now I've damaged my knee. So, exercise is bad. Um, <laughs> the dad bod is here to stay. Um, <laughs> no, my wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. Oh. Um, ah. Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> It's your face delivering it to me. <laughs> it's the excitement in your face. <laughs> um, right, you look you look with glee. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got one for you. Go on. Um, I think I've told you this one as well, but again, it's one of my favourites. Did I tell you about the semicolon that got arrested? No. Two consecutive sentences. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for a split. Because for a split second, I was like, what? I don't get that and then it just hit me it's great that is good that one it's one of my favourites yeah um, 
grammar joke. Right, what a, what a brilliant one to finish on. Okay, I can only name twenty five letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Joe McCabe. You've been a great audience. Thank you. So thank you for listening to Dads, Papas and Father Figures. I will put a link to the different social medias in the show notes, which will be under the podcast. Go look for them. Thank you to Joe for being my very first guest on the show today. Oh, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you do have any comments on the show and you want to get in touch and tell me some things about it, you can email yeah, the dpathpod at gmail.com. Or oh, email, it's the future, that. Yeah, dpafpod at gmail.com. You can email there, and I would love to get some comments, things you liked about the show, things, suggestions for maybe the next show too. Suggestion one, don't have Joe back. <laughs> stop. Just stop. <laughs> From your son, Leo. <laughs> <laughs>